coming up. She was a very, uh, <laughs> she had a very bubbly personality. She loved everybody, and I don't know that she's ever had a, an enemy in her life. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. This is The Daily Crime. It was just one year ago in March of 2020 that a young woman in Middletown, Maryland, 34-year-old wife and mother, Katie Lahan, went missing. I'm joined by WUSA 9 investigative reporter Nathan Baca to talk more about this story and what happened. Nathan, let me start by saying, you know, this all happened in March of 2020. And I mean, what a time we were getting into with the pandemic and the virus and a lot of news stories might have not not have gotten the attention that others were getting, you know, that they, they normally would have gotten. Right, because this was a case right whenever the pandemic was starting to strike. Uh, and you had the community, despite that, despite the fears of the initial COVID surge, come out in force. The Middletown, Maryland community would come out, volunteer search teams. The sheriff's office was uh, organizing teams to look uh, I talked to Katie Lahan's brother who said that there were times whenever people would just constantly come to the house and ask how they can help the search. Uh, it was a community rallying around something they felt they can actually do something about as opposed to the pandemic, which was really starting to uh, tighten that community and shut it down, even to the point that there was one volunteer who said that they had just lost their job because of the pandemic and they just needed something to do to feel that they had purpose and they joined the search. And let me set the stage a little bit more for our listeners. Middletown, Maryland, describe that town and and where it is. Well, I had the chance to live there for a few months whenever I first moved into the D.C. area. My uh, parents-in-law had a house there. The people who live in Middletown are a mix. It's it's in central Maryland. It's that it's that junction between western Maryland, which is uh, a little bit more hilly, a little bit more rural, uh, where you get farms out there, uh, and then still close enough that you have commuters who will drive the hour and a half to get into D.C. Uh, for their job. So you see a mixture of uh, homes that have been there for decades and then new housing development. People also move there for the good school districts. Uh, and um, my um, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, they moved there because they wanted good schools for their kids, but still be able to, to drive into their uh, jobs in downtown D.C. And that community not only has that small-town atmosphere, which is still rare uh, in the D.C. metro area, but uh, it is growing. But it really showed its unity and trying to search for Katie Lahan. So Katie Lahan is a wife and a mother, I believe her son was quite young and a special needs child, is that right? That's right, uh, three and a half years old at the time, special needs. Uh, her brother, uh, John said, this child was her absolute everything. Uh, she loved animals, uh, family was just everything to her. She never had the desire to leave the area. For her, Middletown was home. Uh, her brother told me that they had just had a big family trip to Disneyland and it meant so much to the family. They had been going through some trying times lately and to have the whole family together to go to Disneyland was was something to to cherish in hindsight. 
it was one of the last uh, memories that they all had of her. So what exactly happens? We we learned that she's gone missing. How do we f- first learn about that and, and what happened? Right. The Frederick County Sheriff's Office uh, sent out uh, the posters that had started to go around town. Uh, 34 years old, brown curly hair, missing from Middletown. Last seen Sunday, 3.30. Last seen wearing a gray Salisbury shirt, blue jeans, gray socks, and black shoes. Um, There was word that she had uh, maybe walked away from a home, off towards somewhere. Um, And there was a fear that here it was, this, this mother had just vanished. And that's why I think the community was really rallying around her because there didn't seem to be a sign that she would just abandon her three-and-a-half-year-old son, uh, especially after it was known in the community that um, that this mother was just so dedicated to her child. And that was, um, that was why the search continued for days uh, until such a time that her uh, body was found um, near a, a drainage area. Uh, off of a side of one of the major roads uh, heading uh, south toward um, Boonesboro. And I want to talk to you about how police honed in on that area and found her body. But before we get to that, I want to play a little bit of the audio. I know you spoke to John Ward, Katie's brother, and and we'll listen to a a little bit of him talking about his sister and also the search. She was just an incredible person. She would never hurt a fly, and she was an incredible mom. Uh, Her son who's three and a half with special needs was her absolute everything. She did just everything for him. Everything was for him. The support that our family has received uh, from the community of Middletown has just been insane. And with everybody being so afraid of, you know, the coronavirus and being near each other, which, you know, we respected, we, you know, we practiced the social distancing, but even with that going on, people still just came out in droves. I mean, we would be out in front of our house and all day, all hours of the day, all hours of the night, people driving by saying we're out looking, the outpouring of of support was just incredible. As it turns out, Katie's husband, 37-year-old Thomas Lahan, eventually leads police to the body of his wife. And when you spoke to John Ward, Katie's brother, he talked a little bit about how that all came about. There was quite a bit that he was instructed to not say by the sheriff's office just due to the fact that uh, Katie's husband, Thomas, had just been arrested. But it was uh, the understanding that um, Thomas had relayed some facts to uh, family members that just were inconsistent. And furthermore, the sheriff uh, of Frederick County had also said that the story started to change. Uh, And of course, this will still be figured out in a trial. But the sheriff saying that inconsistent information coming out of Thomas, the husband, led them to not only uh, arrest Thomas, but also gave them enough information to find Katie's body off the side of the road. 
And did you get the sense that there was a period of time, whether it was a day or two or longer, I mean, this all seemed like it was a pretty short time span. Often these cases can go on for weeks, months, or, you know, a body's never found. But in this case, was he joining the search team and, and I guess, you know, putting up the, uh, a charade, if you will, of, of looking for his wife? Yes. A family and the sheriff's office had said that uh, he had, Thomas had been part of the search and it was during the search that police started to get suspicious about statements that Thomas was saying and saying that Thomas's explanations were changing. And according to the sheriff's office, that's why they made their arrest. Any word on motive why he would have done something like this? No, um, no word on motive just yet. Um Again, that's certain to come out in the trial, but there was enough of a of a challenge in the family that uh, it had appeared that they were separated because Thomas was starting to not be present at family events uh, in the recent times before the death. Thomas's arrest was still a surprise to Katie's family. So, Nathan, it's one of those cases where, as I mentioned, so often we hear about uh, the, the case of a missing spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend, what have you, and it just goes cold. This one appears to at least have uh, a suspect behind bars and trial pending. Yeah, and I think what made this case a unique one to cover was not only the place, but the time. We hear quite a bit about murders that happen in small, tight-knit communities but this was the timing of the pandemic and what at least gave Middletown some purpose was the search for Katie in some of the most challenging circumstances of isolation and fear, especially in those early days of the pandemic. And it was crushing to the community immediately afterwards and whenever Katie's husband was arrested because so many people had hope that she would be found. And to have that happen at the same time as this shutdown of everything that that community was about, um, the face-to-face connections, knowing um, the people you do business with and knowing your neighbor and then not being able to see them and then having to be part of a search for one of your neighbors, but still keep your distance. It was a surreal time for Middletown and fortunately it ended still in tragedy. Nathan Baca, investigative reporter at WSA 9 in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much for talking to us, telling us about the story. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks once again for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Check out our full lineup of shows, including Bardstown and The Officer's Wife, at vaultstudios.com. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. <laughs>